Welcome to The Rachel Kujip Show. In today's episode, I'm speaking with an incredible friend and human, Hayley Maxwell. Hayley is a brand positioning and messaging coach, ferocious ice cream eater, and a leopard print lover. She's been honing her skills since the early 2000s, helping government entities, charities, global corporations, and talented businesswomen to carve out their desired brand position, master their message, and bring it all to rip-roaring life with respectful copywriting that inspires action. Her mission is to help her clients become memorable, meaningful, and the only real choice for the people they really want to help. She's also the host of the Fierce Impact podcast. Today, we're talking about why it's important to create a memorable brand and the things you need to consider when creating a brand because it's way, way, way more than just pretty visuals. I know you're going to get so much from this conversation with Hayley, so let's dive in. I am so excited to speak with you today about the importance of looking within so we can create messaging and branding that helps us stand out from the crowd. Now, we hear this phrase all the time. I know I always say you need to stand out from the crowd, but I know when it comes to actually implementing that, taking action, things can feel a little messy. So before we dive in, I would love to know how you define the concept of standing out from the crowd. Mm, Absolutely. I think it's an awesome question to start with and thank you so much for having me on today I'm super excited to talk about this Um, but essentially the perspective that I come at when it comes to standing out from the crowd is really around leaning into your own unique qualities and talents and experiences um, to carve out your own unique position in the minds of your ideal client um, that's that's where I essentially, uh, you know, come at it from. Um, so it's very much um, a look within, as you know, as we've talked about, sort of a look within first um, in order to really be able to tap into what makes you and your brand completely unique. Because I think that, as you've alluded to, you know, standing out from the crowd, that term itself, um, is a bit of a buzzword in the in the online space at the moment and there is not a lot I, I don't think there's not a lot of information out there that kind of goes beyond actually that message and stand out for the crowd you know there's not a lot of unpacking what that actually means um, and particularly for you know personal brands or solo service providers, um, you know actually what does it take for us to stand out from the crowd and to sort of cut through the noise that is is you know is all around us these days? So yeah, that's that's the approach that I you know take to it. I love that answer. And as you know, I'm totally a fan of your approach too, because I agree. Like I see it all the time, even from other peers and competitors about standing out from the crowd, but I never see them break down what that means or what steps you need to take. And often I find it very polarizing. It's very much like you need to say this type of messaging, or you need to be the opposite to everyone else, or you need to have this type of imagery. And again, 
as you mentioned, no, it's about finding what aligns with you personally and not just copying a formula or what's trending because again, that's not going to help you stand out from the crowd and air quotes. You're going to look and sound and feel absolutely like everyone else. So why is it so important that business owners actually take the time, energy and creativity to create a memorable brand that feels really aligned and good to them and also sustainable that they can like maintain for years to come? Yeah, and I think that's a really key point that you just mentioned at the end there is about creating that kind of sustainable brand, sustainable business, because I think there's, you know, so often what happens is we get into our work in those early years. We start doing the do, as I call it, you know, to get the money in, to get the clients in. And before we know it, a few years have passed and we sort of stop and raise our heads kind of up above, you know, the, the mountains of clutter on our own desks. And we sort of think, how, how did I get here and where do I want to go? And, you know, we're so you know, many of us, we're so, you know, extraordinarily talented, um, but we're almost realised that we get to that point where we started taking that that back seat because we've been just doing the work and we've not been putting ourselves out there. And then the question that occurs is actually, how do I want to be known? You know, what do I want to be known for? Actually, who do I really want to work with? What is my message? What's the big overarching idea behind my business? And so we've not actually, in those first few years, we don't actually often have the time to sit down and do that deep thinking um, that really comes from within that then enables us to develop a, a brand and business that you know as we've spoken about really aligns to who we are because when when you take the time to do that kind of deep work that inner work of actually defining you know what you stand for what your business is all about what work you really want to be doing and for who um it's actually really transformational work because it means that you're actually really intentionally cultivating a brand and a business that you love um, from, from the inside out. And one that is going to be really strongly needed by your ideal clients. So it's about looking within yourself and also really understanding and being obsessed with your ideal clients so that you can begin to marry those two things together. So their needs and desires with, you know, your desires for how you want to shape your own business. And, and it's only by taking the time to do this that we can then really start to lean into that clarity and conviction and confidence that comes from really feeling centered in the direction we're wanting to take forwards for our business and the position we're really trying to place ourselves in in our ideal clients minds and and so that's that's why really I mean essentially what happens then is everything in your business becomes so much easier because it's coming from within within you essentially um and you're not trying to force anything you know you're not trying to be something that you're not 
Um, and it means that you stay really focused in your own lane. And what happens when you're really focused in your own lane, essentially, is that you start to become known for what it is that you, you do. And so all of these elements just help you to really intentionally you know, cultivate the way that you're actually wanting to, to stand out, but in a way that um, enables you to do it quite um, authentically and also, um, yeah, quite sustainably going forward. So you're not going to have to keep on, you know, shifting and changing and wondering what the heck you really want to do. So, yeah, I know that was a bit of a long answer, but it's not kind of a, a short, <laughs> quick, defined in a box thing. <laughs> No, I love that you went so detailed and I really appreciate you sharing that with us because what I'm taking away from what you're sharing is we need to be doing things organically. I think you're so right. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of us spend a lot of time in business. The first few years we're trying to build the processes, you know, a team, services, a brand. We do have our heads down. We are kind of being really like thoughtful and considered on how we build things together. But I have found, and maybe you have too, and maybe some of our clients that after a while, once you have all those in place, I feel like you need to give yourself a little bit more room to, for things to grow organically for you to sort of really speak how you want to speak, create content you want to create, you know, show up how you want to show up, support your clients in that way. And I found just personally over the last year or two, the more that I kind of give myself the freedom to just do things organically, knowing that I have everything in place, the stronger my messaging has got, the stronger my branding has got and the results that I've been able to cultivate because of that are like better, you know, I'm more efficient, I'm more effective. It feels more aligned, you know, more profit, everything like that. And I think what I'm seeing a lot of my clients do, and maybe yours are the same is, you know, they're, they're looking externally for validation. You know, yeah. does someone think like me? Does, is someone going to do business like this? You know, I'm unsure, which is fair and valid. I do this as well, but I've really had to stop myself from looking externally for validation and realizing mm -hmm. what I need to do is actually look internally for answers and guidance. And then I'm being able to create like more authentically and more organically. And I feel like some of the reasons why we do this is because business is scary. Uh, we're outside of our comfort zone. A lot of us are, you know, making decisions kind of with data and information as we go. And that's how we should be doing it. But I think a lot of us are like, oh my God, there's nothing unique about me. There's nothing interesting about me, particularly when we have had our heads down, you know, bum up, kind of just smashing yeah. out the work, which there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I totally no. um, do this as well. But you sort of look up and be like, who, who am I? And then we start looking externally for that validation. So do you see that your clients are doing this too? And perhaps this might be why we're struggling and getting like imposter syndrome, you know, comparisonitis. And I guess I really would love to know your thoughts as an expert in this space. Like, is this lens of I'm same, same, there is no difference actually hurting our business? Yeah. So I think there's a couple of parts to that. And I think that essentially for a lot of clients in those those after those first couple of years they and and the first couple of years are really important in terms of us figuring out actually what we we like doing and the clients that we want to work with so so i think actually just going with the flow in those first few years is really good but then we do get to the point where we do want to 
to move on from from that. And I think sometimes there's a bit of a corporate hangover as well that comes with the whole um, standing out from the crowd. And we feel like we have to be something you know, very different to what we actually are inside ourselves. So we feel like, you know, we've got to be very professional, very stiff, very formal in business. And so there's a big part of it of sort of letting go. So my clients typically, when they're coming to me, they a lot of the things that they say to me are things like, um, you know, I just don't feel like my brand is showing my personality. You know, it doesn't feel like me. And, and so that's a really big part. They've got to that point where they're just like, actually, it doesn't feel like me because they've been in that kind of corporate hangover mode where they're sort of transitioning. And so it's then about, you know, working with them to help them see and identify what it is within them so that their personality and other unique qualities that are going to help them to stand out. And I think that in terms of, you know, being different, a lot of people think, as I've said before, you know, it's that you've got to be extroverted and, you know, you don't have to be extroverted to stand out or that your, your business has to have a completely unique service offering. And, and that's just not the case, particularly when I think you are a solo, you know, business owner or a small business, um, then it, it is extremely difficult, you know, particularly if you're in a competitive market to, have a completely innovative service offering. You know, copywriters, website copywriting, for example, we all do website copywriting. You know, virtual assistants, you provide virtual admin support. So there's nothing inherently different or unique about those services, but it's actually what you bring to it and being able to articulate that to um, your ideal clients in a way that people can truly understand so that it makes it easier for you to get picked essentially for you to be chosen so that's why it's really important for us to consider how to separate ourselves from everyone else you know how how to differentiate ourselves essentially this is why it's really important so it's not necessarily about having the most unique offering but it's actually about thinking to ourselves how can I make myself more memorable how can I make myself more meaningful um, so that I become the only choice for my ideal client so you know and that's what to me standing out from the crowd um, and making sure that we're really intentionally crafting a brand and a business that helps us to get picked is is all all about essentially yeah oh I love how you use the corporate like hangover I was like yes that's like a beautiful way to summarize I think what's going on here because you're so right like we're used to in corporate not standing out from blending in working in a team it's about the business brand not our individual kind of brand and personalities and values and often there is alignment obviously otherwise we wouldn't choose to work with some organizations that we do but often there are larger parts of ourselves our identity experiences those kind of things like you mentioned that are so different from corporate and I think 
you've nailed it. What's happening is we're going into this space and then uh, looking to try and innovate with a new idea or service when it's actually us, like you said, that is very different. It's something that I teach as well. That's us that makes everything different. Like, again, Mm -hmm. I'm a marketing coach. There are so many incredible marketing coaches out there, but people choose to work with me because of my frameworks or approaches or experiences and ways of doing things. That's why they choose to work with me above others. And I think Mm -hmm. when we realize that unfortunately it's us that makes our business work and memorable yeah. and different. Um, you know, all the great things happen, but I think it is a bit of a learning curve. And I know that you've spoken in the past about your fiercely you framework and how it helps clients get clear on what makes them different. You know, the part that they really need in this puzzle. So do you mind yeah. sharing more about this framework and how listeners can use it? Yeah, sure. So um, essentially, um, it's sort of like a a six-part framework. And so really, I use it when I am working with any of my clients in order to, to draw out what makes them different, because we can get so in our own heads, and we find it really hard to actually go, oh, actually, that's what makes me, that's what makes me different. We, we think that it's got to be this really big, like, oh, my God, kind of, you know, um, moment of kind of epiphany, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, like, it's got to be this big thing. But actually, it's this combination of lots of little things that you bring, bring to the table, essentially. Um, and so, yeah, there are five, sorry, six parts. And so it's positioning. And so we've, we've touched on that a little bit. And so that, that is really about taking the time to think about, you know, how you want to be perceived, essentially. And, and this is a part that is really important for us to, I believe, consider first before we even think about things like messaging or copy or anything like that. We need to really understand, you know, what place we want to have in our ideal clients' minds. That what is what is that unique position that we want to own in their minds, um, and we need to almost then reverse engineer backwards. And so, what it is, it's about people are going to form perception of us anyway essentially and so that's all the thoughts and the feelings and the the attitudes that people have about us based on the interactions that they have with us and so we can either intentionally curate that to the best of our ability um, or we can leave it to chance and you know I always sort of think to myself like you know I as much as possible. I don't want to leave things to to chance. I want to be sort of quite strategic and intentional. And so this is essentially what the the core principle of positioning is. And it's about carving out that, that unique space. So it's really clarifying things like how you want to be perceived, what you want to be known for. And this is a big one that I find that clients often struggle with is actually sitting down and going, "Mm, actually, you know, what do I want to be known for? You know, what is that big overarching idea that I'm here to share um, and that's going to be meaningful and and important to my ideal clients? Um, Other questions would be things like, you know, how do you want people to feel when they are thinking about you? And what is the mental image that you really want to to convey? And as I've said, you know, when we 
start thinking about these things, we can start to reverse engineer kind of you know, backwards, essentially, and, and working on things like our messaging and the client experience and our brand identity in order to help us convey that, that perception, that, that positioning, essentially. And that helps us to become more, more memorable in the way that we want to be remembered. So that's sort of the first, the first part to it. And the second part is around really knowing what your purpose is. And again, this is another area that people often struggle with. It's really being able to narrow down and and articulate what their purpose is. And I'm I'm talking about purpose beyond profit. So I'm talking about the purpose that um, really is about why you're doing the work that you do and why you believe that your work is important for people. Um, And because that then becomes a really important part of your brand differentiation story, because essentially that the purpose is almost the fire inside you. And that's what kind of keeps you going when you're going through those, you know, rubbishy days. (laughs) Um, You know, you're able to look back and go, look, this is why I'm doing this work. This is what where I am centered and grounded Um, So that's why it's a really big piece of the puzzle. Um, And so, you know, you need to ask yourself, you know, why have you chosen to build a business and a brand doing what you're you're doing? Why is it important to you and to the people that you work with um, and to society at, at large, potentially? So, for example, my purpose is around empowering women in business to show up with clarity and confidence and courage. Um, because you know everything that I'm doing in terms of positioning and messaging and things like that is all actually about that helping women to go forward with their message into the world with confidence and courage. Um, so it's really worth spending time focusing on what your you know what your purpose is. The third part is around perspectives, and so that is really around figuring out what you stand for and against, you know, what your beliefs are. Um, And that could be um, beliefs about your industry or profession, about the work that you do. um, Or, and it can be about things like, you know, what your, what your clients do or say that really light you up with joy. Um, Because when you get that feeling of joy inside you, when your clients have said something to you, then dig down into that because that is, you know, a really telling feeling. There's something in that feeling that um, makes you obviously feel really good. And so by identifying what it is, you can really start to understand, well, well, why does that make me feel good? Why is that important? You know, what is the perspective I have around that? Um, And so it's really thinking about, you know, what the, the, the stand that we're going to take and, you know, how we can position ourselves differently by, you know, taking a specific stand. And it's not taking a stand for taking a stand's sake, um, you know, or chiming in on arguments because they are the latest trend online. It's actually going, you know, 
for for me and my business, these are the beliefs that I have around the work that I do. And, you know, I stand really strong in these particular beliefs because X, Y and Z. And so it's getting really clear on that. And similarly, you can find some of these beliefs and perspectives that you have around, you know, if your clients continuously say things that, you know, really make you want to grate your teeth really hard or, you know, like it's actually asking yourself, what is, is it about that? You know, why, why do I feel like that? Because there'll be something in there again that you can work with around your beliefs around why that is or isn't true. Um, and so also thinking about things like, you know, what are the things that you could talk with a you know business bestie nonstop, essentially, and drawing those things out? Because often when you sit down with a really good business friend, you'll be chatting away and these things just flow out. So it's really about, you know, consciously thinking about how can I use these perspectives and beliefs and my standpoint um, in order to, you know, separate myself from others in my industry as well. And, and when you know those things, you can become really focused on just sort of staying in your own lane, essentially, and not looking for that external validation, not looking at what everyone else is doing in order to get ideas to create your own content, because you've done that work in order to draw out um, some of these, you know, these ideas and perspectives. Um, so that would be, uh, that was, what was that one? Perspectives. <laughs> Getting Point number three. With all the yeah. that I've got. <laughs> um, we've got personality as well. And so we've already touched on this a little bit, but one of our greatest points of difference is, uh, you know, if we're a personal brand or particularly a solo business owner is our own brand personality, because as the face of your own business um, essentially it's really hard to separate the two you know your personality for a large part inevitably forms a big part of your brand personality but we can still be really conscious about what aspects of our personality we want to emphasize and so what elements that we're essentially wanting to turn the heat up on and so it doesn't mean putting on a personality that isn't us because that isn't sustainable. So it's really about saying to ourselves, what are, are our unique personality strengths? And then leaning into those sort of unapologetically. And so you can do things like asking, you know, friends or family members, you know, to describe your personality and even asking clients, you know, what parts of your personality um, attracted them to you you know why why did they feel connected to you and and looking at that and understanding you know where the strengths in our personalities lie and then also you can ask yourself questions like you know how would my you know how does my brand act essentially you know how how if it could talk you know well it can talk because that's us but you know what is our voice how does it talk what clothes does it wear what kind of drink does it drink and so on and so yes those are a bit sort of fun and kooky kind of questions but the answers that we give to those are quite telling around you know, the personality that we're really wanting to share as part of our brand. So 
it's just looking at different ways of helping us to draw that that out of us so that we can communicate a personality that is is completely and deeply ours. Um, so that's the personality side to it. And then there's prowess, which is around your personal and professional strengths. And so from a, you know, a personal perspective, what life experiences have you been through that impact the way that you think about and that you approach your work and the work that you do and the relationships that you have with your clients? And how do those you know, positively affect how you work and how do they give depth to your work? Um, because so many of us have been through all sorts of life experiences that actually impact, you know, the way that we work with clients, you know, how we hold space for them, how we build relationships with them, you know, and, and so much more. And so it's really thinking about how we you know, approach not just from a, a professional perspective, but also what we bring to um, to our uniqueness from that personal level as well. And so you can also think about things like, you know, your hobbies and interests and things like that, that things that you've learned from those hobbies and interests that maybe you bring into your business, because this essentially is where you're really starting to differentiate yourself because no one else is going to have these unique, you know, this set of same set of qualities and skills and experiences. And so, you know, again, thinking about from a professional perspective as well, you know, what are all the different roles that you've you've had? And it could be completely unrelated roles as well, but what have you taken from each of those roles that has informed the way that you do things, the way that you show up, the way that you communicate. There's so much that we can take from what we think is, you know, an, an irrelevant, you know, role um, that actually, you know, if we dig back far enough, we can go, actually, okay, this is where I started to shape, you know, this particular approach to what I do now. So looking at things like that. Um, and then there, of course, is your your values as well. And so that is a really big part of, you know, really looking inside and figuring out, you know, how you are really wanting to, to do business, you know, how you're wanting to, um, you know, treat treat your clients, how what is it that you would never, ever compromise um, as part of working with someone or, you know, within your business, you know, personally and professionally and going deeper than just, you know, the, the usual kind of look online and find, you know, a whole list of um, values that are listed. Yeah, absolutely. Use that potentially as a starting point, but really try to shut out the external influences, um, you know, the shoulds. Oh, I should have this value and I should have that value or I should be more like this, you know, and actually ask yourself what deeply matters to you and what would you never, ever compromise as part of your business so in a in a nutshell that um, those are kind of the six core areas of the sort of fiercely you framework that I take my clients through in order to start drawing out some of those core parts of what makes them 
different. And then once we've got all of that, it's about then looking at that and articulating it all in a way that is is obviously going to make sense for my client, but also for the clients that they're wanting to attract, essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for being so generous um, with your like advice and strategies and tips there. I feel like listeners, you need to go back and like save this episode because you can literally do so much with this work and then obviously reach out to Hayley if you need support further. But like now it's something that I take my clients through. And unfortunately you would know this too. You can't like do this work quickly. Like it's not something you do in a day. It's work that you cultivate over time that you continually go back to and literally hearing you share all that I was like I I need to go do this work again because my business has changed <laughs> so much yeah. um in in the last year and I can feel that I've made shifts and I'm getting clearer on what I want to be known for yeah. and how I want people to talk about me and my values and how, you know how I want to show up I need to go back and do this work so I think also we forget you know, if you're listening and you've been in business for a few years and you've done this work before, please, like I said, go and listen to this episode again and again and remind yourself of all the things that you, you know, need to be updating because, you know, it does move organically, but sometimes we do need to set some of these things in stone. So when we are having, like you said, you know, an off day or like lately I've had like illness and taking care of like parents and things like that, you know, some days I'm not as like hyper-focused and as energized as I would like, but when I have these in place, it makes showing up and doing the work so much easier than sitting there being like, who am I and what am I doing today and what do I care about? Like I know all of that. So I love hearing about how business owners have essentially thrown out the rule book and grown their business their way. Would you mind sharing how, you know, you doing this work yourself, looking within has helped you to build your own aligned and profitable business? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that, you know, I take my clients through this process, but, um, and that's, you know, I've worked in communication for, you know, messaging for 20 odd years, but, you know, it's really been about, you know, taking myself through this process as well. So I've had my business for about 11 years now. Um, And, you know, I've evolved and changed. And I've also gone through all of these same, you know, feelings that we've been talking about and, uh, you know, what the heck am I doing and where am I going and all of those sorts of things. And so I think it's really, for me, been about just, you know, taking that time to, to realize that, sitting down and blocking out all of those external influences as much as possible and asking myself, what is the business that I really want to, to grow? You know, where do I feel happiest? Like, and, and it's really about when you center yourself in, you know, look at, looking within essentially, um, it, it means that you can stop following that the the kind of you can throw out the rule book because you are so confident in yourself and what you offer and that that clarity and conviction you know gives you so much confidence that it then enables you to release 
a lot of those external shoulds and shiny objects and all of those sorts of things. So I think for me, it's, yeah, it's been the process as well of learning this myself um, has been what's really enabled me to throw out that kind of, you know, the business rule book and do things in a way that actually just feel really good for me and that are really respectful for my ideal clients. And so respect is one of my own values. And so I will always ask myself, is this respectful to me? And is it respectful to my ideal clients? And so just knowing that, you know, enables me to kind of throw that rule book out essentially and has enabled me to sort of build a business that I really enjoy being in each day. And I think that that's half the battle in life, right? You know, if you can really enjoy what you what you do and you're feeling clear about your direction, it just takes so much of that hard work and effort away from it all. So, yeah. I love that. And I think what I'm taking away is like key steps or, you know, strategies from this conversation is getting really clear on yourself, getting really clear Mm -hmm. on your clients. And like you said, at the start of this conversation, marrying it together. And when you marry it together, that's when you can define what showing up means to you, what standing out online means to you, what your messaging and branding looks like. And then you can continue to build that over time and reflect on it and make tweaks and keep your business growing essentially like alongside you. So you can, like you said, sit down every day and be like, some days aren't perfect. Some days are challenging, but I've got this and this feels good. And I'm happy and my clients are happy and I'm doing something other than just, you know, bringing cash into the bank. Like I'm really making a difference because I know the same as your, you know, clients and um, community, mine are the same. Like they don't do this just for cash. They do this because they really care about the work they're doing. They really believe that they're able to leave the world a better place through their work. So if you wanted listeners to take away one thing about creating messaging and branding that helps them stand out from the crowd, what would it be? It would really be about leaning into what makes you you so leaning unapologetically into what makes you you essentially that would be the thing and yes it can feel really hard at first um, and a little bit daunting Um, but the more you lean into who you are um, and you know the more you look within the more you will actually be able to to stand out essentially you know and it's you'll be able to sort of cut through the clutter because the clutter essentially, you know, in the online space is, you know, our biggest competition. It's our, it's the first hurdle that we have. We've got to be able to get through that clutter in order to attract our ideal clients. And so the best way to do that is to just lean into who you are unapologetically. Yeah. I love that and totally agree with you. It's a muscle that you just need to keep working Mm -hmm. out and working out and it gets easier over time it makes more sense you feel more confident with it and in the end you're like oh i can't believe i was even afraid to show my face on video which i was when i first joined instagram and now i do it without makeup without thinking and just you know share my message but i'm the first to admit that at each stage that i lean further and like you said unapologetically into who i am and my brand i have all of these little like hurdles and self-doubt, but then I keep working at it and the muscle and it gets easier 
and easier. So thank you so much for coming on to the thank Rachel Cushion Show and sharing your story, insights and wisdom. I know listeners are going to take away so much from this episode. Thank you.